This week's podcast brought to you in part by Tom's Shoes. With every pair you purchase, Tom's will give a pair of new shoes to a child in need. Just visit whatdobaysaid.com and click on the link for Tom's Shoes. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Andy Aris from the Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what do they has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the what do they? Sorry, I, I was trying to do it like a song. Is it not working like a psalm? I, I liked the, when you were auto-tuning your intro. Uh, that, okay, yeah, right. Well, that was last week. It's a whole new week, because this is a whole new week with the What Do They Said podcast, the official podcast of the What Do They Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatdotheysaid.com, and I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvay Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California, and joining me, as always, is the man who has earned my respect. Through the glorious job of field sanitation, your host. <laughs> this is Robert Bob Duvet. I am currently orbiting planet Earth with our trusty companion Renfro in my pod shuttle, the last voyage of the WDS pod shuttle, folks. Wow. You, if you, if you get, download the app, the WDS app, you can track as the shuttle goes overhead, and you can run outside and look, and you can see it floating overhead. It's only two ninety nine. our app. Get it now. Hello, Jason. Hello, Renfro. Good to hear from you up there touring the, the, the skies. Yes, he's keeping me very uh, busy with his, uh, you know, he's quite the talker. Have you tried any of that uh, astronaut ice cream? I love the astronaut ice cream. Have we ever? You should see. Renfro's put on about 15 pounds of tin. Oh, don't, don't talk to me about putting up pounds. I have gained four pounds in the past uh, two weeks solely just by... Uh, eating garbage. I've just been eating garbage. Wow. I thought stress would have balanced that out for you, Jace, and you would have, you know, kind of broke even. No. No, I'm not stressing nearly enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something to aspire to. Perhaps well, this show can stress you out. Yeah, that and maybe our listeners. If you could send in something for me to stress out about, please do so mm. by emailing us at whatdovaysaid at gmail.com. As always, you can find us on Facebook. Facebook numbers are creeping up. It's very exciting. Just yeah. uh, search for What Duvet Said in the little search engine. We have a little fan page there that you can hit the like button and like us. Or you can give us a phone call. We love to hear from you. How can they call us, Rob? Holler at you boys, 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. Operators are standing by. There you go. Holla back. That's, I like that. That's a new one. I ain't no holla no. back, Rob. I know. I know you're not. But I'm, see, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tap into uh, maybe a demographic we're not reaching properly. Okay. I appreciate that. That's tight. <laughs> Word. Okay. Excellent. Um, that was the business portion of the show. How about the, hey, how are you doing, Rob, portion of the show? Would this be the pleasure part of the show? Yes. Let's start pleasing ourselves. All right, come on, Rob. Let's light this candle. That's my All new right. favorite expression, by the way. <laughs> did you just say, let's light this candle? I did. It's <laughs> All right. Let me take a sip of this uh, tiger blood latte that I'm having here. Oh, that's timely. Was, is that something I'm not going to show you the label, Jason. No, please don't. Please don't. Um, Do I feel us segueing into what might be considered news? Sure, why not? Let's do it. Let's light this candle. <laughs> okay. Speaking of news, and this is clearly not that interesting, but I, I do have going on, just in case there's a big break, I do have going on the Lindsay Lohan on her way to court live stream on TMZ. Oh, excellent. Keep me posted. It's, it's, it's about as riveting as watching uh, OJ's uh, car drive on the freeway because that's exactly what it looked like to be totally honest with you that was a trivia question the other night um at the pub trivia that we won winning (laughs) um yeah and it was it was what was the model and make of the 
car OJ was driving in. And then we, we of course, added the color. Because everybody remembers the color make and model. It was like a white, what, Dodge Bronco or something like that? Dude, how did you swear win the trivia right? It's a white Ford Bronco. White Ford Bronco. Ford Bronco, yeah. I swear we got that question right. It wasn't probably due to me. Yeah, clearly um, your team news. got it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. News? Uh, news! <laughs> oh... I love that song, man. The song's motivating. Okay, so where should we begin? Uh, let's begin with, because um, this relates to something we have going on here at WDS, so here we go. All right. Um, now, I'm sure you're aware that Charlie Sheen has uh, been in the news lately. Dude, Charlie Sheen, I, 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 yes, I have. Charlie Sheen's on the cover of this week's Entertainment Weekly, which I leave in my bathroom. I'm sorry, which I leave in the uh -huh. library. And um, use it to wipe your ass, Jason. <laughs> Actually, I just leave it on the floor and I drag my ass across it. <laughs> like some sort of dog. I love it. That's great. Yeah. But every time I see Charlie Sheen, I'm like, Charlie Sheen, wasn't that last week? He's still in the news, huh? Yeah, he's still in the news, but he's running out of steam, I think, clearly. And, uh, you know, as we know, this is just going to be thrown on the trash heap of, you know, bullshit we didn't need to pay attention to. But... For now. So he had an application or he put something up online where he was requesting internships and he got 74,000 applications to be his internship right. uh, or intern. Yeah, yeah. So not to be outdone, Jason, because you know we hate being outdone here at WDS. No kidding. We have put out our own call, call to arms. We are looking for sycophants. And so far, we have gotten. Uh, let's see what the, the the board reads today. Yeah, uh, we just got Steve from Union City again. Again, yeah, I think he he applied three times. But uh, there you go, folks. You can uh, write into what do they said at gmail dot com, and then you can be one of our own, Jason and my's very own sycophants. Yes, we would love to sync with you, sycophants. Isn't that what he's asking for, though, really, when he asks for an internship or, or an intern? Uh, yeah, probably. I actually briefly considered applying to be Charlie Sheen's intern. Uh, and when I say briefly, I mean when I opened his Twitter feed and I went, oh, wow. And then that was about it. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I watched a bit of his podcast. And I don't, first of all, I don't like this idea that people think they can muscle in on the, uh, the podcasting uh, world. That we have worked so hard to build. Yeah, I mean, you need to be a professional podcaster. You really do. You know, this is not a, this is dangerous business we do here. And so for Charlie Sheen to cavalierly just start doing his own show, and it was terrible. I watched like, that was the other funny thing. They said that they could watch the ratings to his, um, I think it was called Sheen's Corner or something like that, his video podcast. Uh -huh. It spiked when it went on. There was tons of people watching it. And then within like, I think they said five minutes, it dropped like by half. And then by nine minutes in, it dropped by half again. So it was like, you know, it shows you the, the entertainment value you get when you tune into Charlie. Yeah. Well, it's not like something you can just do, you know, in your pajamas at your home. No, no, exactly. <laughs> what are you saying, Jason? <laughs> so... I don't know if this one um, you can we can really rate it, but let's try try it this way. Would you say it's a shocker or not shocker that our applicant is Steve from Union City to be a WDS sycophant? Uh, I will say that is not a shocker because Steve from Union City is on board with absolutely anything we do uh, at WDS. That's his. Uh, that is his. What's that phrase? Not light this candle. It's the uh, that that's the God. It's gonna kill me. You know when when something is both good and bad. Both ends of the candle. Yes. Burning the candle both ends. Uh, milk. Milk. Is it something about milk? Something about uh, milking the teat of a tiger. Yeah, I think that's it. What? No, it's not. I, I think I will give uh, a, a bit of a, that it is kind of a that Steve from Union City has applied three times considering you just announced this contest uh, about <laughs> seven minutes ago. Well, I know that's impressive, right? In the, mm -hmm. It's almost as if he anticipated that. Yeah, exactly. Well, he must be listening. Look at the dates. Maybe he wanted to be a sycophant like long before we even started this show. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he even knows what the word syncophant means. 
Am I saying it right? Because I realize listening back to these podcasts, Casey, you, you get a big chuckle every time I mispronounce a word like epitaph. <laughs> yeah, it's actually sycophant, but that's quite all right. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Oh, good God. All right, here's another news story. Yes. This this one actually relates to something we were talking about last week. I love when there's a, this like kind of symmetry that goes along with this. So you remember how I announced the awards for the new season of Dr. Drew's Celebrity Rehab? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Well, sadly, we lost one of his, uh, you know, people that he, you know, had success with. Yeah. Um, did you hear about that? The, the, the bass player from Alice in Chains passed away? I did. I did hear that. And actually, because I'm, I'm actually a, a, a fan of Mackenzie Phillips, which I have been for ah. years now. And was I, she well, was she pretty broken up about it? Uh, yeah, she was disappointed. You know, she's uh, she's I didn't see that. You know, she's pretty clean these days and has uh, enough troubles in her past. You know, so that yeah. uh, and she's still surviving. So, you know, I think it's it's yeah. especially a heartbreak to someone who has worked so hard on themselves and has overcome so much to see someone who could have uh, worked so hard on themselves and ends up the way that uh, he ended up. Yeah, I mean, I was. Uh... I mean, not to get too, you know, deep, but yeah, I didn't think there was, it was going to work out for him. He had some really bad issues and it is sad. I was talking with Hallie. She wasn't a big Alice in Chains fan, but I told her that's only because, you know, that the singer died early on and, you know, the drugs kind of ruined the band, but they had the potential to be a kind of band that would be around today, like a Pearl Jam or... Foo Fighters or something like that. They were they were that good, and uh, if they all stayed healthy and together, I think they they would be. You know, well, yeah, selling I, out I, arenas. Right. I pay little to no attention to music. I, I, you really shoulder that burden uh, for the WDS Empire, and for probably fifteen years, uh, I, I paid no attention to what was out in music. So, to, to for me to even know that Alice in Chains is a band uh, gives a credence to the fact that they. Are actually something, you know, yeah. that they made a name for themselves. You know, it's not like you're talking about train. Yeah, God forbid. From San Francisco, though. All right, let's get on to some more news here. So this was uh, in relation to um, you know the awards for Celebrity Rehab. Apparently, one of the awards got taken away. Celebrity Rehab fires Real Housewife for not being addicted to anything. Isn't that classic? <laughs> Is she not addicted to celebrity, for example? Well, it, well, that's of course. That's the first thing that pops. There is a very serious addiction to keeping her fucking mug in the news, but uh, yeah. So it's that 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 the the Shaliki, the White House gate crashers. Oh, and she was she was in the Real Housewives. She she was yeah the Washington D, Real Housewives of Washington D.C. and they actually chronicle the whole sneaking in and the the couple is fairly despicable. And I didn't. I thought maybe she might have had an eating disorder or something like that. I didn't know why she was going to be. There was never any allusion to drug use. But yeah, apparently because there was none, it really is just they just view all of these opportunities as a way to get on television. So whether it's for a drug problem they don't have mm -hmm. or a White House party they weren't invited to, um, this is all uh, this is all opportunity. Well, this is in pattern. They they're not really involved in. In addiction, you know what I don't understand is the term celebrity and reality show star. Like on the current batch of the Celebrity Apprentice celebrities, there are two mm -hmm. reality television people on it, and they're celebrities. Richard Hatch yeah, and that's... one of the Real Housewives is on it. Yeah, yeah, no, Nini. Um, yeah, that's well, they are celebrities now. That is a legitimate genre avenue to the red carpet is being famous for acting you know horrifying on tv as yourself the great your greatest role ever yeah great well what do you call that one call it rob that is not a right. that's and i really wish these people would just go the fuck away <laughs> except for our listeners what do they said at gmail.com find us on facebook <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, no, no. I want you people to stay. I, I love you people. I, if I haven't said it enough, I, I feel like I, you know, you don't want these words to go unsaid. Life is too short, Jason. Yeah. I love you, listeners. You people. <laughs> <laughs> you people. We love you people too. <laughs> Thank you, Renfro. Thank you. Yes. Did you know that? Uh, um, 
Watson got beat by a congressman. Really? Yeah. Some Did you say of, Watson got beat by a carny? Not a carny, a congressman. That there was a, they had another after the big televised Jeopardy tournament, they had uh, another rematch this time with members of Congress and one of the members of Congress mm-hmm. beat That's him. because nobody nobody knows what the fuck a congressman is talking about. There's no <laughs> program that into a computer a supercomputer is to you know be on par with the eloquence and sheer baffle baffling speed at which these guys spool out bullshit right <laughs> excellent love it love it hey jace jace do you want to know why you don't have a spiny penis uh yes because it's in the news <laughs> Hey, only I'm alive. Like, oh, I'm, I'm stealing. I'm stealing your shit because I like it so much. Every time I hear it, I start dancing around my apartment. <laughs> okay. All right. So here it is. This was in uh, Gawker and under the genetics subcategory. Okay. Gawker is a new look. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I'm, I'm learning. I'm dealing. Anyway, it says human penises, much to the relief of most humans, lack the barb-like structures found in many mammals, known as penile spines. For many of us, knowing that we will never encounter a barbed penis is enough. For scientists, who are the guy who are the guy at the party saying, I mean, sure it's a nice present, but have you checked out its teeth? I don't get that. I don't know what the hell that means. The human penis's curious lack of spines is a question to be asked and answered and told to everyone. You want to know why? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> do, do I do I want to know why? <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. The reason, as with all things, is genes. Essentially, we humans lack a set of genes intended to provide some kind of regulatory condition or coordination to our male hormone signaling gene, genes that are present in chimpanzees who, yes, have penile spines. Wow. I've never known about penile spines. I've never thought that much about other species' penises. Wow, man. Chimp sex must get really rough. I can't even imagine. What is the purpose of having spines on your penis? That's really the question to me. Not why don't don't we have them, but why would any being have them? If this catches on, do you think that Trojan is going to come out with a spined condom? Maybe. They already have ones with little nubs. Yeah. Surely it's it's just just a uh, you know, it's it's just an innovation away. They could call it the Spiny Norman. You could get. Uh... Did you say the Spiny Norman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. Well, I don't know what that is. That's great. <laughs> that's a Monty Python reference, actually. <laughs> All right, and I, have, I have one more news story. Oh, oh hold on. Let's uh, just throw this in because we—it's part of the the shtick. There we go. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yes. All right. This one I, I really love too. I also got this from Gawker. You can see where I get my news from. And it's under the category of drugs. You know, drugs is one of my favorite categories. Mm, yes, drugs. And this one says, humans may have been shrooming for 9,000 years. <laughs> that is a long trip. Which, I hate to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, right? I, was like, I, mean, I thought like eight hours was a long time. Could you imagine 9,000 years? Oh, my God. The, the, the wallpaper would be peeling. Of listening to nothing but like I had this shroom experience. I can say that because there's enough distance that has passed from it. You know, I no longer shroom listeners, but we were uh, with you know, a few friends, people you know, and one of one of our friends, Mr. Barasco, um, was on a Elvis Costello tip, and he played the same Elvis Costello song over and over and over again, which seemed like days. It, it, he just kept. It would play all the way through, then he would hit repeat, and it would play all the way through. And finally, I had to go in there and literally like unplug the stereo. Oh, it was driving God. me fucking crazy. Wow, that's a difficult thing to do back in the days before we had CDs. You know, I imagine you were shrooming yeah. before there were CDs. He he actually had to physically do that. Yeah, yeah. Get up and push play again. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Mr. Brasco wasn't yeah. on shrooms though. That wasn't his style. Yeah, no, it was that time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Outing people left and right. Exactly. Um, all right, so the story too. goes on to read. Analysis of cave paintings in Spain and Algeria has led some researchers to believe that human beings have been discovering the unified nature of consciousness for at least 6,000 years in Europe and as many as 9,000 years elsewhere. 
Ah, Europeans can't boast being ahead on the curve on this one. No, exactly. I would say that would be a Native American thing. That would be my guess. Yeah, me too. I know. Maybe that's a different category, like peyote or something. Based on what they think are depictions of hallucinogenic... Oh, this is great. Based on what they think are depictions of hallucinogenic mushrooms uh. in a mural in Spain. Ah, oh, this is where it gets fucking crappy. It's all conjecture, man. It's like the other day. I was watching the they're covering the Charlie Sheen, you know, is he crazy? And and it was on uh, the Today Show. And what they did is they had a TV set up, and then they bring in a couple experts to watch Charlie Sheen do one of his rants on TV. And then the experts sit and analyze what possible you know diagnosis they would give for his behavior. You know what I want to do, uh, but I, I of course have no interest in actually doing this although I, I know it would be genius and everybody would be forwarding it and whatever is i would like to take charlie sheen's rants and marlon brando's rants at the end of apocalypse now and ah. either splice them together or or transcribe them and write them all out and see if anyone can tell the difference whether it's charlie sheen or you know kurtz from apocalypse now Oh, that's genius. We should have gotten that ready for the show, Jace. That would have been awesome. I, that would have been a whole new segment. Yeah, but that would have required more time and energy than I have. Next Fair week, enough. maybe. Yeah, you see how much energy we put into all our ideas? The Oakland contest is, is falling well behind schedule as well. Yeah, <laughs> I think we just need to keep creating more contests on one sticks. Yeah, well, we are getting some great entries for the ogling contest, but I just don't have the energy again. I'm I'm sorry, listeners. You don't have the... I love to ogle, but uh, I don't know how to award. You're a not you're not pleasing yourself to any of the ogling contest uh, <laughs> entries. I am not. I'm not because that Did way we go into that. Followers. Uh, yeah, Do might you as well. Want to go into that? That was a teaser. We teased it. Oh, by the way, yeah. I didn't even say we have a guest on our show. Should be calling in in about 15 minutes or so. We're gonna have. Our favorite relationship expert, Joy Nordstrom, join us. Oh, great. I've, I've got some uh, relationship issues to talk about. And then I want to dive into your relationship issues, Rob, because you've got issues. I do? Wow. This is all news to me. <laughs> You're going to kill me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, actually, let's say goodbye. We'll get out of the news by saying um, you decide. Was that a... Or not a... There you go. Uh, are we done with the news? Write in, as always, write in to us with, with your response to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and include your ogling pictures. Boy, have a, let's, let's hold off a couple weeks before we talk about the ogling Not contest. a shocker! <laughs> Thank you, Renfro. Thank you, Renfro. Uh, Renfro wasn't even listening. Yeah, we'll get to the ogling contest in a couple of weeks because that's, uh, that's a whole another kettle of fish. Um, so in, in the compelling television that is the Lindsay Lohan breaking news live camera, it's just a static picture of Lindsay looking, uh, you know, well put together and slightly uh, miffed that she's even there. Wow, oh, she's a drama queen. Hey, so before we get relationship extrovert Joy on, we've got a couple minutes and rather just treading water, should we just move into our shows? Yeah, what the hell? Let's try and knock them out. So let's just knock out real quickly because I have absolutely nothing to say about The Bachelor this week. Did, did you watch it? No, I didn't. So moving on. Okay. Very good. Uh, okay. Well, for those who listen to the show to hear what we have to say about The Bachelor, it was a recap episode. Uh, all the girls came back and talked to one another. Uh, basically, everybody just bullied the hell out of Michelle until she cried. Uh, and then there was a lot of... Um, a lot of advertisements for the upcoming Bachelor Pad, which I skipped through, oh. and uh, a lot of girls that I didn't know or pay any attention to talking. But did really... um did the did Brad the Bradnator did he offer comfort? Did he defend? Did he come to her defense at all? He showed up at the end and talked a bit, and I don't remember anything. Here, here's what Brad said. <laughs> That's what I heard. I made this penis for you. <laughs> it's got no spikes. You know, he may be, actually. I have no this no way to verify this, and I've never seen Brad Womack's penis, but he may be the missing link when it comes to that. He could maybe be that bridge between the chimp and the human form. Maybe that's what he has tattooed on his back. 
<laughs> it could be. It could be. I'm going to have Renfro run the numbers on this one. Okay, good. Well, that was The Bachelor. It ends next week. He picks a bride. We all kind of know already who he's going to pick and how it's going to end up not being anything. So what's the yeah. point? Perhaps we'll have listener Sean back in to give his... Uh, yeah, that, that's a good idea. We'll bring listener Sean in that maybe help us just tie this all up in a neat little bow and deposit it in the garbage can of television. Fantastic. And then we can talk about... This week's episode of The Amazing Race. What'd you think? Yes. Huh? Uh, I liked it. I mean, I, mean, I, I was happy that uh, some of the, the teams that I like got back on track. Good to see Jet and Cord. They're great um, in that they just are so even keeled. And that's what's going to serve us well, Jace, when we do it. We're going to have to teach ourselves to be even keeled. Oh, I'm very even keeled. I never lose my temper. Except when it comes to me. <laughs> or behind the wheel of a car. So there's that happening. Oh, my God. And that's like three quarters of the amazing race is being behind the wheel of a car. <sighs> yeah, but we downloaded our applications. We're going we're gonna to look over them and, and submit them. So keep your fingers crossed, listeners. Rob and I will be running the race. We know it. Yeah, oh, that's a, that we'll, we'll talk about that, Jason, in coming weeks, you know, how our progress is going with our application and stuff like that. Yeah. That, might be a, that might be fun for the folks at home. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the race this week, things happened. People ran the Chuck oh, and Buck guy. I, this was going to be chum for the snark tank, but I don't know if we, we're going to have proper time for it. But I just want to say what annoys me more than anything is people that already have fucked up stupid names and then they spell them even more fucked up and stupidly. <laughs> what, like Vixen? <laughs> exactly. So how she spelled, like Vixen would be spelled V-I-X-E-N, right? Right, yes. And that is already a pretty strange name for a person. Yeah, it's, uh, it's outside she, the box. Would she spell it V... K, Y, I think there's some Russian consonants in there. And then it's like S-I-N. And then what's his name? His name is like Dave or something like that, right? Nate? Kint. His name is Kint. Kint. Is it K K E N T or K-I-N-T? I think it's K-Y-N-T, like Kunta Kinte. Oh, for Christ's sake. God, those people try so very hard to be out of step with society to the point where they're just like, you know... Is mainstream or lamestream as you can possibly be. <laughs> that just dedicates your life to constantly correcting people to say your name correctly, you know? And then you eventually give up. So, can you imagine what a. She, just, I can just, because they're so annoying as it is. And as, as we say, we, we do question the validity of their relationship ever being consummated. Yeah. But it, it, I can just say, now it's about VKY umlaut. S I N, you know, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I want them to go just because they annoy me so. Right. Okay, I'll agree to that. I like the uh, the for lack of a uh, of a politically correct way of describing them. I like the black girls, the two of them. I, th I think. Okay. I like. Yeah, they're doing good. This the, the the first season, I wasn't as big on them. I thought they had some issues, but they've been more positive. I like people that stay positive. Um, too much energy coming from uh, our good god girl. Yes, yes there is. That that that's just that weighs on me. And then um, I don't know. I don't really like. Um, I'm, it's only a matter of time before Linda. Is it Linda? And what's uh, the deaf kid's name? Yeah, yeah, Linda and the deaf kid. I think his name's the deaf kid. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, he's one meltdown away from me totally hating him. Um, so, uh, okay, so, uh, Race, what are your opinions on the race? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm surprised at how many teams are helping each other and running around in a pack. That there was, like, six teams that were all hopping as kangaroos together. Was that this week or was that two weeks ago? There was something that it was might have been two weeks ago. Well, there was something that, that was, was happening, two weeks ago. yeah, this week, I think, where they were all following each other in the car, like, all attempting to get yes. to the, to the the detour at the same time i just can't believe how many teams are running the race as a pack as opposed to individuals usually you see one or two teams that are helping each other out but there seems to be a lot of teams yeah. helping each other out together so it's a it's not much of a of a race as it is a what's well, the not race it's uh, i was gonna say it's the exact opposite of what's going on in survivor which we'll talk about a little bit later right yes well we can talk about it now unless we're expecting joy to call in well, she could be calling in. All right. 
Well, but uh, we can talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, talk until she calls in. All right, all right. So what is going on with Survivor? Explain it to me. Tell me, like I'm an idiot. Well, I watched it actually late last night, because I went and saw a, a rock show, and so I got home, I'm like, I better watch Survivor, because we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, did you watch? Oh, yeah, I watched it late last night. Well, the big news then, coming out of the Survivor camp, is... Uh, the great Russell has been slayed, and he is he's no longer with the show. No, he's not, which was disappointing. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, what can I say? I said in previous episodes of us talking about Survivor, he, well, he was playing the game the exact same way he's always played the game. And uh, to repeat myself again, Boston Rob once again is showing that he's learned, and he even says it, looks like I've learned from past games. Uh, yeah, and he's he's really working the angles better, and I think Russell would have oh, yeah, done better would... if, if he hadn't gone in gone in playing the villain again. But it was sort of a triumphant flame out when he left. Well, you know what? I, I was curious. Do you think was the whole breakdown, the crying and stuff? Do you think that was all like a momentary like glimpse of humanness on his part, or just really frustration on being bounced out, or was he orchestrating? a way to get Ralph to reveal all of his cards. I think he he genuinely broke down and then uh, instantly went into uh, protection mode. He brought up his defenses ah. and started. Uh, he I don't think I think it just happened that it started mm-hmm. happening and he realized what was happening. I think that's why Russell's such a good player of the game is he recognizes what's happening in the gameplay as as yeah. as things are happening. So I think that's in what real happened. time. Yeah, in real time, he recognized what was happening in the game and was able to point it out. Um, He's kind of like the Lauren from Make It or Break It of Survivor in that respect, where he has this, you know, big emotional breakdown and then instantly goes into, uh, you know, being cunning and deceitful and, you know, villainous. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wanted to write a. I think we should still do this. We're just jumping all over the place. Here we are talking about uh-huh. make it or break it. <laughs> <laughs> we just tumbled on into this, didn't we? Let's get ready to tumble. <laughs> uh, Lauren, um, I-, I think I, I want to write an article for the blog. Where you and I talked about writing an article on the blog of the 10 uh-huh. things we love about make it or break it. And one of the 10 things I love about make it or break it is anytime someone says, Promise you won't tell this person <laughs> this thing I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, God, that's so true. Oh, there's a new poll up. I'm on the site. There's a new poll on the Make It or Break It site. We love, I just want to take just a second to say how much, how grateful I am to ABC Family Channel and the creators of this fabulous, fabulous show. I haven't been this excited about a TV show since probably TJ Hooker in the 80s. Wow. High praise yeah, indeed. Yeah, I know. And you know how much I love T.J. Hooker. I was like a huge fan. I spent many a but, day with you, much like Mr. Barrasco in the Elvis Costello song. You fast forwarding and rewinding for me to watch scenes of T.J. Hooker over and over again. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, it's not something I'm proud of. But this show, I am proud to say, am a devoted watcher and cannot wait. We have it marked on our calendar: Monday, March twenty eighth, season three of Make It or Break It. People, if you haven't jumped on board, you need to. I could just talk about, I want to continue talking about Make It or Break It, but I see that our guest is calling in. Uh, so why don't we shift in that and talk to wonderful guest Joy, shall we? I like it. Hi, Joy. Hey, Rob. Hey, Jason. Hey, Joy. Welcome back. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> okay, then. Joy, well, we have... do me a favor and remind our listeners of, uh, you know, who you are in this in this show of shows and, and why we desperately need your advice. <laughs> well, I have a company called The Joy of Romance, and I help individuals create passionate and thriving relationships in their lives no matter where they are in the spectrum of relationships. So if you're just getting started, I'm a certified matchmaker and coach. Uh, if guys are thinking about proposing, I help guys come up with really cool scripts on how to propose. I do honeymoon uh, planning, anniversary planning, coaching on fun things like how to be your best in and arguing in relationships and uh, if you're doing wonderfully well there's lots of classes around aphrodisiacs that I teach and if you're hitting bumps in the road I come in and do coaching and counseling on that too. See Jace and she does it all in that sexy voice. I know (laughs) I, 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 I think the problem with Joy is that 
what happens to me is I stop being interested in any other woman when I hear joy. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> You're good, well, Jason. You're very good. Here, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like going to see a romantic comedy. I, I think date movies are ridiculous because I never am into my date at the end of a date movie. I want to go out with Scarlett Johansson at the end of the movie, you know? <laughs> Uh, so uh, how should we uh, how should we jump on how should we light this candle, Jason? Well, I'm going to follow up with Joy because Joy had some very excellent advice for me, which I used uh, the last time uh, I went out and about in the world. Was to, let me bring you back into the past. Here was I was going out on a um, award ceremony for the Ovation Awards. And I was lamenting to Joy about how I didn't have a proper date. And she recommended uh, that I embrace the fact that I was just going with a friend of mine, a friend of mine who was a beautiful woman. And what that might inspire in other women around me is that, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but basically it's like, hey, if a chick sees you with a hot chick, suddenly my stock goes up, basically. <laughs> Nice. Your mate value has been risen. Yes, it is definitely <laughs> rising. <laughs> there you go. The spiny Norman is rising. Are so, you getting this, Renfro? <laughs> so I did that. I went on a date, uh, or I went out with a, a beautiful woman who is a friend of mine. And there's a girl who I was very interested in who was there at the evening as well. And she looked beautiful. And she just she took my breath away seeing her in her dress and um, all gussied up. And she's actually involved in this play that I was doing. So um, a, a couple months later, when the play got up and running, she was there at the theater. And she kind of was coy with me. And she said, you don't love me anymore. It's all over the place. And I went, wow. I think what happened was, since she saw me out with another girl, suddenly she's paying attention to me. And we went out on our date uh, this past Saturday night. Yippee. Wonderful. There you go. Right. So it, it works. Worked. It it's, worked. It's, it's the joy of romance. Awesome. And how did that date go? I think it went well. Uh, sort of uh, an interesting happened uh, thing happened right in the center of it was we were walking. I, of course, being a man and attracted to this woman, want nothing more than to just embrace her and kiss her and, and get all physical with her instantly. And uh, mm -hmm. she, being a woman, wants to take things in a different direction and get to know me and, and have an intimate connection uh, that doesn't start with physicality. So bah. I know why, why does this happen? Joy? Why are men and women? It's like, men are, it's like men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Something like that. Not we, necessarily. It, it could be that her love language isn't her primary love language isn't physical touch. And yours probably is uh, one, two women have to be the choosier sex. And we want to see consistency in word and action. And that takes a little bit of time and energy to be able to see that. So we might have that chemistry, that spark and desire to want to, you know, rip your clothes off and take advantage of you. But uh, if we really like you, we want to take some time and get to know you so that there'll be a little bit more longevity and we'll be able to connect with you on deeper levels. Because as soon as we get involved sexually, all of a sudden we go back to those hunter and gatherer days where, um, we become a super pleaser because if we were out on the plane and we um, got pregnant, all of a sudden you, uh, we really, really needed you to be around or else we'd be eaten by the lions, tigers and bears. So there's this a chemical and visceral reaction that we shift a little bit and become, you see, you don't see our true self. So the longer you both can hold off on being 100% physical, you're going to see more of a true her and she'll be able to see more of you and get to know you on another level. Uh, Imagine, Jason, how that whole hunter-gatherer thing would be complicated if you were on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either that or ecstasy, and all you're going to want to do is pet her, and she's going to want to pet you back. So, it's right. Well, I'm jump, jump unfortunately right no longer on any drugs, so it's all about me being me, which is the scariest thing to do. Here's what happened in the date. She was wearing boots because it was still a little rainy out, and one of her boots was squeaking. And we t we paused for a moment so that she could check under her boot to see what was causing the squeak. And she leaned on me to steady her balance. Uh, mm -hmm. And then as she was bringing her foot down, I, I was bringing my arm around her to help her steady herself, but also to, to embrace her. And she went, no making out! <laughs> <laughs> 
And I said, well, why? And she said, because I'm not there yet, which I thought was a wonderful, honest thing to say, which was both inspiring and exciting to me because it gave me the idea that there is the possibility of making out in the future, uh, but that she was also expressing her interest to me in that way. So I was uh, elated on cloud nine, despite the fact that I didn't get to make out with her. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yet is a very good word. <laughs> it means it's crossed her mind and you are definitely on her mind. All right. Excellent. The other thing that she does is whenever I ask her to do other things that she says yes, which I think is a, a an entirely new thing to me. <laughs> I say, would you like to uh, go uh, see this movie together? She says, yes. And she pulls out her scheduler and starts looking at her schedule. So, I can't read too much into that. So success for me on The Joy of Romance so far. I'm afraid I don't have any uh, any lamenting things going on. What about you, Rob? I hear that Joy can help uh, spice up the, the already going uh, relationship. No? <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm, uh, hey, I'm game. I'm here. What, what kind of questions? I feel, personally, like... Uh, you know, we're in a good spot. We uh, communicate very effectively. Um, we don't take each other for granted. And we still go out and do a lot of fun things, which kind of keeps us, uh, I don't know, plugged in. We're, uh, you know, out. We Last night we went, for instance, we went and saw a band that we both liked and we had a really good time. You know, it was just kind of nice to be away from the house and the couch and um, watched a little live music, which always kind of, you know, kind of, I think it reminds her of back in the day when I was a young, skinny musician on the make. But, uh, I mean, I don't, I guess, I, I, guess I, I would need somebody to ask me a question. Well, I have a question and this is, this is towards joy. And perhaps this can lead into what you were saying, Rob. Joy, you don't just work with people with problems, right? No, correct. Right. So, uh, let's say that there is something, let's say Rob and Hallie have the perfect healthy relationship and Rob is, um, you know, emotionally and psychologically sound. What do you uh, know, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they are a perfect fit to one another. What, what would you say to a couple that walked into you and said, Joy, we're, we're great. What can we do to be greater? There are a lot of wonderful things, and, and thanks for asking that. I mean, I think it's most exciting to work with a couple that are doing well and to keep them on that path and just to be able to help them be their best in partnership. So the first thing I would um, dive into is trying to find out if you know what your love language is. Did we approach that last time? There's no, five really, love I don't think we talked about that. Well, we, we did language, talk about right? it a little. A little bit, because I remember when you said now that uh, my date's love language might not be physical, but it's it's worth repeating. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, five love languages, um, words of affirmation, uh, physical touch, acts of service, quality time, and gifts. And none of these are, one's not better than the other. It's just how did we give and receive love when we were growing up from our parents? So most people have a primary and a secondary way that they feel filled up when people give them that type of affection and when they're giving that's where they primarily go when they're giving so in the beginning when you first fall in love you give love in every which way you're chemically addicted to the person you can't help but think about them 24 7 um when you're not with them you're like what are we going to do next time they're on your mind um you just got wonderful love drugs pumping through your veins well, when you move from what's called that attraction phase into the attachment phase, which I believe um, you and Hallie are, or Rob and Hallie are at now, your whole chemistry changes. And a lot of times people feel like, oops, I fell out of love. I'm not getting that wonderful, you know, cocaine high from being in love. But our bodies aren't meant to be going full speed ahead with all that adrenaline, all those wonderful love drugs 24 seven. Um, we're meant to go into a comfort zone of love. And at that time, men's level of testosterone actually drops. Um, uh, that means they're not looking around on the prey for their next mate, but they're being content with the mate they have. Um, our vasopressin, gentlemen's vasopressin and dopamine levels increase. I mean, 
vasopressin increases dopamine goes down and also oxytocin so it's this bonding chemicals of wanting to be together for the long run wanting to start a family well the way to kind of bring in the passion from before is to start thinking outside the box and start doing things that are unique so one you want to find out what her love language is you want to know what your love language is so when you do have time in these crazy days we're so busy and so you really want to be effective and efficient with the way you're giving love and then two bringing it into something that's totally unique that you guys don't do on a regular basis and not the same old um, restaurant or going to a movie or um, the same band it would be a different place and a different way of going there and uh, maybe um, a little bit of role play so you could go to the location of where the next band is that you're going both arrive separately be totally dressed up and then coyly uh, start playing like uh, you're going to pick her up because she's not really your wife and you're going to ah. play the game so things like that just being fun and being creative I was just going to comment that I am nothing if not uh, effective and efficient in giving love. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> and, and, and perhaps brief. If we can add a third word. No, that's interesting. I mean, I think, I think that I under, definitely understand the, the, the phase thing because obviously I've seen people that try to maintain that level of, uh, you know, the crazy love that you first experience and – it just it ends up being crazy. And so you do have to, in order to you know, have balance in your life, and, and you have to kind of reach a contented stage. But you don't want to get too content where you take each other for granted. And uh, I, think, uh, you know, I, I think that over time we've learned um, what, you know, how the other person operates or reacts to certain things. I, I can predict, you know, Hallie's reactions better now after being with her for, you know, we'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary. Um, and, I, and I know that she can read me like a book as well, too. But in that, you know, it's nice when you, you, when you can throw a little monkey wrench in things and do something unexpected. Like, I'm not a gift giver, per se. Um, but, uh, you know, recently I gave her a gift and it was... Uh, and it was fun because it was it was unique and it was it was rare and uh, affirmation definitely i think i fall definitely in that that's a love language for me i'm yeah. i'm big on you know you know speaking speaking my my affections i was just wondering rob what if you know what her love language is or what would you take a guess at i would say that she definitely um is shows her love via just taking care and, and pleasing and, and just being, you know, I mean, she, I, she, if I even mention something casually, she's all, she's all over it. I mean, she, I, I can def, I definitely feel like I'm her top priority and that's nice. That's, that's a great feeling. Great. So maybe acts of service. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that would be a, a good way to acts of service. Acts of service and probably quality time. Yes. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. I, um, see, I was going to say that perhaps you're – what you, I'm hearing you say, Rob, is that by giving gifts, you're moving into speaking a different language. And for me, the speaking a different language becomes, um, becomes a, 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 like a, a, an anchor of fear for me because I feel like I'm coming across mm. a, a, as false when I'm, when I'm trying to present in a different language. Uh, you know, I'm not much of a, I love giving gifts, but I, I'm not big of a flower giver, like a preemptive gift giver. Um, I'm more mm. of a, if I have someone who's been in my life for a while, I learn about what she enjoys and I like presenting a gift for a birthday or something like that. But arriving with flowers feels false to me. And I think that's because I'm not versed in that language. So how would I, what would you think, Joy, about how to infuse the genuine emotion that's coming behind it, which isn't being spoken in a language that I'm comfortable with. Well, Good one of question. the big things that I do, yeah, when I um, work with couples is, and individuals is teach learning your pattern and learning their pattern. And I think once we understand what somebody's pattern is, it's a big aha moment. You're like, oh, that's what turns her on. That's what gets her juices flowing. That's what excites her and brings her closer to me. So if that's the case, then I can step into that language and I can speak that language because that's going to make her feel 
more connected to me. Um, and so you go to a place of empathy and wanting to step into their shoes and do what brings out their best because you want them to be comfortable around you. You want them to feel your love. And so then it becomes more authentic for you to do that because it's not self-centered. It's about pleasing them and wanting them to know how much you appreciate and adore them. So I should always wear You do that with me all the time, Jason. Yeah, I know. No kidding. Uh, Well, great. Good stuff. Joy, a joy to have you on at all times. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, email me at joy at joyofromance.com. Um, you can also go on to iTunes and watch Intelligent Love 411 for Men to get some creative ideas on date night, uh, whether you're just starting to date or you've been together forever. All right. Well, I think all of our listeners should do this right this instant or rather in about 15 minutes after our show is over. And Rob, I think you need to, you know, take a glass of water or something. <laughs> Thank you guys I, I, for having me on again. I, I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm so in touch with my my animal. See, Joy mentioned that we lose testosterone over time, men. Yeah, I'm gaining <laughs> to the part where I just primal barks come out of me. <laughs> Fantastic, <Rawr>. oh, baby. <laughs> All right, well, let's. Uh, we got a couple homework assignments, Rob. Try to change your language and shake things up with Hallie and let us know how that happens, and I will uh, see if I can learn the language of this new woman I am courting, and we will bring Joy back on in a couple of weeks to report our progress and get some more hot tips. I like it. I like it. Thank you so much again, Joy. You're welcome. Have a great day. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, so great. That's that's interesting. It makes me want to ask Joy out on a date. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, hey now. I know. I better slow down. Better keep my focus I think, on... I think, I think Renfro was quite smitten. Oh, is he? Renfro, do you have any, any comments on human human love? She is very beautiful and is. intelligent. She is. She's quite a catch herself. I suppose someday we have to start talking about what's going on with Joy in her life, don't you think? Yeah, let's flip, we'll flip the candle. Can yeah, you we'll flip f- the candle that we've lit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's. Something about milk? All right, well, uh, that was great to hear from Joy. Uh, it was a wonderful little detour into the land of love. And what other love can we express than returning to our love of make it or break it? Let's get ready to tumble! <laughs> so we were talking about uh, Lauren just before. How far along are you in the show now? Um, I just finished, I, I guess, I'm two episodes away from ending the first you know, two seasons. So what just happened in my world was they made the world's team. All the, the rock girls that are eligible, Payson, my favorite Payson withstanding, all are going to go uh, be a part of the world team. There was a lot of people being put in their place, yes. and uh, Marty got fired. Yes, Marty got fired. Uh, what do you think of that woman? Is she just pure evil? Okay, so Jace, here's, you know, love this show. We've stated that. But here's my issues with some of the writing. I mean, people, I don't know what this woman's motivation is. Okay, this woman, um, let's explain to the listeners. This woman, she's kind of head of the national team, the, the committee of choosing gymnasts to go to the Olympics. This woman that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's just pure evil. There's not like, you know, where Lauren has these gaps and moments where she becomes human. And I, I have a question for you, Jace. Does Lauren's meanness make her hotter? Oh, yeah. I kind of think it does. Yeah, yeah. Lauren's meanness makes her hotter. It's true. Yeah. So, uh, but with this woman, she's just, and I don't know what her grudge is against Sasha. I'm guessing at some point they're going to talk about that. They have to. They have to give her some motivation other than she just hates The Rock, you know? Well, she seems to be on a power trip. That seems to be her deal. But I, I, yeah. I, I always thought that she had some, some background with Sasha in the past. Me too. I, I guess that's what you're referring to. That I haven't seen come to light, or if it has come to light, I missed it in prior episodes. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. There's been no uh, mention of any sort of history with those two. But, uh, and I love. Did you, did you notice? I'm also. This episode is the first one where Payson's going to. <clears throat> ballet class to get proper ballet 
training. Yes, yes, yes. Which is another issue I have with the show is that teachers and instructors and specialists who are adults are all so mean to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny and. The well, the, it's the 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 surfacing of Finola Hughes, who shows up in pretty much every TV show at some point. She's the Ted McGinley of female actresses. <laughs> yes. Um. So she plays the ballet instructor, but I saw her softening up a little bit. I think she is she has a Payson's best interest um at heart. I just love the fact that all of these gymnasts will have this moment every episode, sometimes in three times in an episode, where they have this like. We know what we need to do, kind of this affirmation. And then, like, a second later, it all comes crumbling down. Like, they have zero memory recall of what it was they just got through saying. Right. I think that's especially true of Lauren, who is consistently evil and mean and backstabbing to every single one of the her friends, the rock girls. And Kim, I don't even want to touch on her dad, who just doesn't seem to, uh, you know, who is is, is the same. Makes his way. own wine. Yeah, I want to try his wine, Jason. <laughs> okay, uh, but then she'll do something like when they throw all their promise rings in the in the in the lake, and then suddenly they're all together as a team again, right? Yeah. You know what? Why is Lauren? Why isn't Lauren like at that moment going? See, I told you guys it was stupid. Everything about what you do is stupid, and I was right. You know, like when she took the stage and won the the Rocky Award or whatever the heck yeah, it was. Yeah. And she sort of oh, rubbed. and then gave the speech and went on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, I also don't understand what she has against Emily so much. I mean, I understand there's some odd family dynamics, but like. Emily's never been especially mean to Lauren. In fact, nobody's especially mean to Lauren. And she keeps, like, Kaylee will keep saying, you know, I lost my best friend. And I'm like, if that's your best friend, consider yourself lucky because she's terrible to you. <laughs> yes, she really is. She's terrible to everyone. And finally, uh, at but least she's Carter's so hot. She's just so hot. Yeah, well, that I can understand why the guys like her. Uh, you know. Yeah. But, Cassie, uh, if you're listening out there, you, know, you are my favorite gymnast. Payson, you are my favorite gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> I am still a, uh, I'm still an ardent Kaylee Cruz fan. I don't know what happened to me. I'm, I, I just love Josie Lawrence character Kaylee Cruz now, even with her incessant walking on the walking machine. Um, that this ah, yes. Is. Well, she's. I, I'm, I'm getting a little frightened. The, the other thing about the show that I love so much is like, Hallie and I truly are invested. Like, we get scared for these girls. Oh yeah, yeah. When they're on the 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 apparati, apparati and doing their moves, yes. I, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried they're not going to hit that landing. I'm worried they're going to hit them. So ever yeah. since Payson, you know, that's another of my ten things I love about Make It or Break It, is that there's no guarantee that they are going to succeed <laughs> and that they're yeah. going to do well. You know, since episode one, Payson breaks her back. You know, in season yeah. one, not episode one. So that, you know, that pulls out all the even uh, early on. Emily fell on one of her vaults in season yeah. one. So I'm constantly on the edge of my seat thinking these one of these women are, is going to end up paralyzed, you know, or some yeah, horrible things. Don't, don't even talk about it. Do not even go there, Jason. <laughs> OK, I won't. But I worry. I, I have there... two things. That, I have to go two places though with you and ask you a couple uh, questions. First okay. of all. Does the sun ever set in Boulder? <laughs> no. Are because you talking about that? There, do you know what I'm getting at? Because there was an episode where yes. uh, Sasha takes Summer out for a date. Yes. To the best restaurant in Boulder. Yes. And Lob, I assume that they're having yes. dinner. Yes. I'm assuming this would be nighttime. Yeah. And yeah. at the same time, all the girls are at Austin Tucker's party. Yes. Which is going on in the heat of the day. Yes. Playing Twister. Yes. And then they go back after their dinner and it's um, uh, Miss Camerco and Steve. Yep. And they're at his place. He has a raging fire going on. And then if you look outside, you know, the, the house, it's daylight out. Oh, yeah. 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 And Sasha it's and dark Summer. dark inside the house. Right. Sasha and Summer get home on the porch and she has her little drunken kiss with Sasha. It's still broad daylight out. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm get is it is like Boulder kind of like uh, like what's that place Greenland or whatever? Yeah, yeah I think it's above like the tree line. Months of 
<laughs> yeah, that always confuses me a little bit. I'm, I'm able to suspend my disbelief with that. But and the other thing is, Jace, if I get shirts set, made up that say "I heart Sasha," would you be interested in one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. I I think I really want a. You know, there's actually a um, an ABC Family fan. Uh, website where you can buy all sorts of make it or break it t-shirts and things i saw oh Nick really yeah um, i gotta look at that yeah because i kind of want that... a rocky mountain gymnastics shirt or a oh that would be great man oh that would be perfect yeah, or like a... Talk about being cool yeah totally. that, that would be the trucker hat of of the of the the aughts <laughs> big time we will be setting the uh setting the cool bar pretty high here so jace just to wrap it up should we take a quiz yeah, let's take a quiz. Oh wait, What's I have one other thing. And, you know what? Let's. Uh, I oh, have one ahead. other thing that I want to say about what I love about Make It or Break It, and I, I will write yes. all this, and we will write all this and put it on the blog. But I love Emily Kometko's hair. Yeah, she looks great this season. It's a uh, good look for her. Yeah, it really. When she's not in her gymnastic thing, when it's just down and hanging and clean, it, it's mm -hmm. in high definition. Uh, uh, Chelsea Hobbs' hair is a thing of a thing of beauty. Yeah, and actually, um, as far as um, after she, I, I guess it's called presenting after you, you nail the move, you know? No, I think presenting is what art. dogs do when they show their butt, when they want to be. <laughs> well, in gymnastics, after they finish the, you know, the the move and then they, they arch their back in that weird way. Yes, yes. You know, and they, and they Emily definitely has the best uh, presentation after a vault say or a dismount and because uh, she, she does have that very confident and self-satisfied uh look of a champion yes she does she is moving into her into who she's supposed to be and hopefully the make it or break it saga much like the star wars saga is the story of darth vader no it's the story of <laughs> emily kometko coming from the playgrounds and rising to be gold medal champion you know, although not I've, if my Payson has anything to say about it. Well, Payson is a you know is a different kind of gymnast now, and Lauren can't succeed because she's the bad girl. But uh, you know, I'm I'm rooting for uh, Kaylee Cruz. What can I say? Although, wait, my, I have one other question to ask you before we take the oh, quiz. Yeah. What happened to that other guy? What happened to last season's gymnast guy? Oh, Nick. Yeah, what happened to Nick? That is a good question. That is funny because, yeah, he was all up in uh, the show's business, and now it's all about Austin Tucker. Yeah. Maybe he didn't test well in focus groups. Yeah, maybe. Or, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I wonder if he's still there or if he's going to show up at some point. Hmm. Interesting indeed. Good point, Jace. I got it. completely forgot about that. Well, let's, let's take the question here. All right. And then we'll wrap it up because this, uh, yeah, this show is going to be supersized. Yeah, it will. Okay, let's take the quiz. The make it or break it quiz. Go. Okay, here it is. Which couple are you most excited to see in the new episodes? Is it Lauren and Carter? Is it Kaylee and Austin? Is it Emily and Damon? Or is it Summer and Steve? Summer and Steve. Hmm. That's a, an interesting little spoiler for you, I have to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. I don't, I'm I'm a little tired of Damon. I have to say, as much as I love to see Emily happy, I'm a little tired of Damon. I think he's a little too fair emo enough. For so me. We'll, we'll cross him out. I'm assuming Summer and Steve. You're not the least bit interested in. I'm not the least bit interested in Summer and Steve because I am. Uh, you know, I am Team Summer Sasha, of course. Um, what happened to Summer and Sasha? What are they telling us that we don't know? Oh, what do I not know? That's why I said it's a bit oh. of a spoiler for you. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Wow. Okay. I ooh, I shouldn't have read this question. <laughs> well, you know, what can I tell you? Um, I uh, I will say actually. Wait, who are the other choices? Oh, I, I uh, guess Lauren, Lauren and Carter, Kaylee and Austin. Uh, you know, I love Kaylee and Austin. I think they're an interesting team just because I like Kaylee and I want her to be happy. Uh, but mm -hmm. I'm not crazy about Austin. And I think he's a, a little bit of a. A little bit of a snore. So I will say Carter and um, Lauren because I like their uh, I like their sort of nastiness and drama. I think uh, yeah. Sorry. What the hell my is going on bubbling up again. <laughs> I hear that. Gee whiz. Just so that's mentioning my Lauren makes me do that. Yeah. Okay. Lauren and Lauren and Carter. That's my that's my vote. That's mine as well. I look forward to seeing Lauren 
uh, any way I can see her. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. Right, Thank you. Make it or break it. M-I-O-B-I. Everybody, hash mark that on your Twitter account. Look for it. Watch the show. It premieres again uh, Monday, March 28th. Jason, you made my world's team. I just want you to know. You, you, <laughs> you made the world in this podcasting world that we live in. <laughs> That's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> so uh, should we uh, wrap it up? Did we forget anything? Uh, well, I don't think we're forgetting anything. I, I had a little bit of chum for the snark tank, but that can wait till next week. Uh, let's um, wrap it up. What do you got coming up? Uh, promote, chill, sell. I'm just going to promote really quickly. I'm going to promote the fact that uh, up on the blog, you're going to be reading some uh, a review of a great band I saw last night, Olin in the Moon uh, from South Idaho. Everybody's going to South by Southwest. Uh, these guys are going to come out of South by Southwest, I have a feeling, with a lot of buzz. Also, the latest and greatest... What Duvet said about music is up. Issue 22, I interview a really interesting, thoughtful, and funny uh, guy. Funny in, in that he's just really sharp and clever. Uh, Daniel Pujol, he's in a band called Pujol. He's also playing South by Southwest. Uh, great singer-songwriter. Reminds me a little bit of uh, guys like Paul Westerberg, um, who I was a huge fan of. Anyway, interview went great. The music's awesome, a lot of fun. And just a good show. So uh, I love me some Austin. You know that. I mean, Austin. I love Austin, but I love me some Nashville. And so this is uh, going to be good for those people who want to find out about Nashville. Excellent. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, my and, play uh, yeah, we're gonna, next we're gonna... week. That's what's going on with me. My uh, last two performances of my play, we were extended. Uh, this was supposed to be the last week, but we extended. We've got two shows next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. If you haven't got a chance to see it, come on out and see it. It's been exciting. We had a packed house uh, these past uh, two shows, standing room only. I had to bring in folding chairs. It was very exciting. Great, great shows we've had this week. So, good run all around. Way to go, Jace. I'm very, uh, very pleased and uh, proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So am I. Thank you, Renfro. Well, us as men have to get back out to the fields and hunt and gather. So, thanks for joining us. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye, listeners. 